what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bib DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Comedian Ms. Pat has a new season of the Ms. Pat Show on BET and BET Plus. And Big Daddy Kane hits Radio City Music Hall with a host of other hip-hop legends for the 50th anniversary Pass the Mic Live concert. This is Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo Summer is approaching. That means it's time to travel. Joining us from Alon's Voyage is Allison Owens, travel expert. Hey, Allison, how are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? Great. Summer's almost here. Time to get some traveling in. And I wonder just, you know, out the gate, because my family already did like a cruise in February and I said no because of COVID. Are people back to like (laughs) their regular traveling now that COVID is quote unquote over? People are out the door. I mean, they are not (laughs) hesitating any longer. They are traveling in earnest and it's been great i mean it's it's lovely to see people out and about again and they're they're you know all that pent-up energy they are ready to go what are some of the hot places allison that people are going for the summer so for the summer greece and italy are always at the top of the list and Mm -hmm. so they book up really fast i mean they book up in the fall um and then like december and january for summertime um I would say, it, well, I would say um, the Maldives is, is lovely too, but you got to catch that kind of like towards the end of May, um, beginning of June, or in the um, early part of the year. Um, and then you have other island destinations. The Caribbean is hot, um, Seychelles, Mauritius, you know, some just island destinations are, are, are really popular. How safe is Mexico though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Mexico is, is pretty safe. I mean, it depends on where you're going, you know, obviously. Um, Cabo San Lucas, you know, tends to be a really hot spot. Um, Cancun, you know, that's hot, but it just depends on what's going on. So I always, you know, check it ahead of time, you know, check the um, the news and things. But um, Riviera Maya is popular. Um, so, I mean, you know, Mexico is good. It, it just depends on where you're going and when you're going. Like, if I needed a budget. I mean, I want to go somewhere, but I'm on a budget. Where's a good place to go? So how many people and how long are you going for? Like a week. Is that what? And me and one person, like me and my boo, something like that. I can get the kids to, you know, my mom to watch the kids. (laughs) Okay. And and do you want an all-inclusive or do you want something that, you know, it's, I want drinks. Know, little, yeah, little, I want drinks. I love all inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting because people, you know, often come to me and say, "Yes, I want to book all inclusive," but sometimes um, the programs are such that you need to be drinking a whole lot to <laughs> to, to be able to, you know, um, put the all inclusive to make it to make it make sense. But um, all inclusives are really popular in Mexico. They're popular in Jamaica. They're popular popular in the Dominican Republic. So it just depends on where you're going. Um, I would say during the summertime for a week and two people, I mean, it might, it might run you about $3,000, $4,000, depending on where you stand, you know, how, how luxurious you want it to be and the activities that you want to do. So mm-hmm. something like that. 
Is that now, per person? Cruise season is back out. <laughs> cruise season is back. Now, are people afraid to go on cruises? How safe are these cruises now since that whole pandemic corona mm-hmm. scare? So, you know, people are cruising again. Um, and particularly since all of the most of the countries have dropped the, um, you know, the requirement of testing. Um and you find that I think there's so many people have been vaccinated that, you know, we kind of have reached the herd immunity piece. But, you know, clearly you have to judge when you're going. Like if you're sick, don't go. You know, if you're coughing and having, you know, fits and, and, and sick, you should, you know, decide not to go because you don't want to infect other people. But it's really it's one of these things now. I think it's it's become an endemic and not a you know pandemic anymore. So it's similar to getting the flu, getting the cold. Because everybody's out, you know, mixing, you know, mixing again. Yeah, I'm going on um, a three-week, I'm working a three-week cruise with Dave Kaz and friends. And it is to um, Spain and other parts of Europe. And I mean, when I saw the places that we were going and the ship, I'm like, wow, this is really a great way to uh, to travel. You know, and you're traveling with a group of people and it's relatively safe. So, but, um, so I think that that's, I think cruising is a good thing. And and now like you, like you're right, Allison, we're talking about the, the endemic instead of the pandemic, it might be, um, some places, but let's talk about for black women specifically traveling solo. Um, where, where are some safe places for sisters? If she just want to go by herself. So I, well, I travel a lot by myself and I, I am a black woman, um, but I, I've gone to um, Dubai by myself. I, I mean, you can go to Morocco, Paris. I mean, pretty much any city, um, you know, internationally, I've never had an issue. I mean, I think you need to be you know, obviously aware of your surroundings, what's going on. But I, you know, I don't see any listings in my, my travel advisories about, you know, women avoiding these towns or avoiding these cities. Um, so I think if, if you, you know, depending on where you're going and how long you're staying, um, you can make pretty much any place work for you. Um, Even like Dubai, but, you know, because Dubai t- can be a little tricky. Yeah. Well, you know, I've never actually had any problems with Dubai and I actually find it to be one of the safer places I've gone. Um, mm. I don't feel like I've been, you know, singled out. Um, I mean, I dress no, just normally, you know, I mean, if I'm going to go into a mosque or, you know, into any any type of religious area, I'm going to obviously cover my head and, you know, and my ankles and things like that. But I've never felt, um, you know, kind yeah, of, see, that's the key, because know. I think wherever you travel, you need to, especially if you're traveling solo as a woman, you should make sure, you know, like even like with the like there are some people that just culturally are not aware of certain things. So. I think the suggestion would be to make sure that you understand the culture that you're going to and things. So you're not, you know, being disrespectful. I think that that is absolutely, absolutely. And I always tell women, you know, put, put a scarf in your bag and just keep the scarf with you at all times. Cause you never know when you're going to need it, you know, to pull out and cover your hair, your shoulders, what have you. Um, but uh, I can't think of one place I've traveled where I thought, you know what, I'm not coming back here because I don't feel safe. 
It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, Angelique, and on the line, man, this is one of my hilarious comedy sisters. She has been doing stand-up, and now she has this hit show called The Miss Pat Show, and she also hosts a podcast called Pat Down with Miss Pat. Welcome to Cafe Mocha, Miss Pat. What's up, sis? Hey, thank y'all for having me. You know what? You've been doing comedy for a while. Let everybody know how you started out doing comedy. I just took a dare from a caseworker. I just said, she was like, you should do comedy. So I went to open mic and nobody checked my criminal background history. So I was like, hey, I can do this. Don't nobody know I used to steal. <laughs> Wait, your your caseworker. What were you doing? Was it your caseworker, or were you a social <laughs> social worker? No, it was my no, no. I went through the welfare work program. Oh, Bill Clinton got me got me happy to be a Democrat. Then made me get a job. Mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so um, I voted for Bill Clinton. He started the welfare work program, and the caseworker thought I was funny. So I just went and tried open mic. I watched it for about a year. And then I was like, I think I can do this. And um, I just tried open mic. And I was like, oh, I got a new job. I'm never stopping this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know That's what? Crazy. She is one of the funniest females out there right now. And one of the funniest comics out there. Because her comedy is very, very unique. For the listeners, Miss Pat, that um, may not know, Tell them how you developed your first act. Uh, I just I just dug deep. I talk about myself, you know, having two kids by married man, getting shot a couple of times, trafficking cocaine. And I just figured nobody had my story. So I wanted to tell my story. And, and it, then people started listening and I got paid for it. I mean, think about it. When you when you a woman, you tell your story anyway to your friend. The difference in comedy is you just got more people listening and somebody going to pay you. I love it. What I love is how you just throw these things out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just you just trafficking two kids by a married man, trafficking. Like, yeah, girl, I had eggs for breakfast. Then I got my nails done. <laughs> That's her. That's I'm like, life. you have to, you have to you check her out because she is one of the funniest stand-ups. When I say funny, she's funny. She participated in the ninth season of NBC's last comic standing in 2015. Now, Miss Pat, did that help change? Did that help elevate your career doing that type of show? I don't know, Lonnie, because I got eliminated on my birthday. <laughs> I was like, dang, y'all can- <laughs> Them fool kicked me off on my birthday. I said, y'all, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember. I said, and you know how as a comic, you always think you a little bit better than the next person who made it. So the girl with the heart issue made it. I was like, y'all going to take a week hard over me? And it's my birthday. <laughs> I said, oh. I was so mad. I was like, y'all just taking that white girl because she telling y'all she got, she like unicorns and her heart bad. Oh. I was pissed. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, it's Miss Pat, y'all. <laughs> Patricia Williams. I tell you. <laughs> okay. You know. so, For the first it. time I saw Miss Pat, uh-huh. I saw Miss Pat doing, it was a show, and I'm just listening to her talk. I do nothing of Miss Pat. Uh-huh. And I found, that's how I found out about the show, Miss Pat. On BET, but tell me how I know you got started from a coworker. You you've been doing it for what two since two thousand two? I think I heard you say. Yeah, I'm a twenty. Look, right at twenty years. 
20, yeah. 20 years, is it your lifestyle that, that you, how you create your jokes or is it just, you know, it, do you like the lifestyle of jokes? Is that what made you famous? Being so No, rude? I think it's just, well, I just, whatever happens, you know, I don't write, you, I don't sit down and try to write a joke. You never really hear me mm-hmm. talk about current events because by the time you work on them and you get them hilarious, people don't forget about their current events. So yeah. I just take day to day things like, I give you an example. Uh, I told my son a couple of months ago, I was like, your son is gay. I have a gay daughter, so I know a gay baby. And <laughs> my son is just denying, he's in denial. I was like, hey, the boy is gay. <laughs> you know, he's six. My son ain't gay. I said, I'm telling you, excuse me, friend. I said, your son gonna f- but we gonna love him regardless. So, that's how I come with material. <laughs> I love I'm it. Sorry, I don't know it's Angelique's face. <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha on the line having a hilarious conversation with Miss Pat of the Miss Pat Show. Season three is streaming on BET Plus. Season two on BET Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Let's get into it. You've been doing the stand up, and then how did the Miss Pat Show come to be? Because I know. Uh, Lee Daniels had something to do with this. Well, I did um, Mark Marin podcast and I sold a book to HarperCollins and then I did Joe Rogan podcast and the two, somehow they both dropped like in the same week mm. uh, of each other and Hollywood just came. I mean, I had like eight interviews and people like, I want to give you a show, I want to give you a show and the first time didn't really work out and then I hooked Imagine came in, Ron Howard Company Mm-hmm. And when they kind of put a hole on me, Lee Daniel, they got Lee Daniel involved from the first episode when he was doing um, Empire, mm-hmm. when it was, you know, when they, the first season was out. And it just took a minute because, no, you know, they was trying to give me a show where I was like, this ain't funny, y'all. And I was like, I just go back to stand up. And so <laughs> then we went through a couple of writers and they couldn't understand, you know, a, a hungry comedian, but you're going to remove a writer. I said, y'all can keep y'all money because y'all can never give me as much as I can steal from y'all. I said, so I'm going to go on back to the road until we can get this together. So finally, Lee Daniel found us a writer and we clicked and made it work. But now, everybody see, was scared of the show because I'm a cussing mom and had never been done before. And, you know, the, the language that we use, like real black folks talk at their house or real people talk at their house. And, you know, the industry just wasn't ready. They were trying to make me a nurse. I can't even pronounce big words. I'm like, this ain't going to work. They're going to know I'm lying. I can barely say, I can't even say script. So how the hell are you going to expect me to say scopiapi or whatever the hell? Test is I can't even say test is The thing to go around your neck to listen to your heartbeat. I'm like, this ain't going to work. Nobody's going to believe my ignorant ass up here, uh, a nurse. I can't even pronounce these. I can't spell this. Dropped out of school in the eighth grade. Let me be me. And so finally... They let me be me, and it worked. That's and, and that's the key, Miss Pat. You know the thing is, is that and for the for the listeners in Hollywood, they try to hook you up. Like the first thing they do is just what Miss Pat said. She had this wonderful book called Rabbit, um, and then she's been doing the, all these podcasts. She was on this um, radio show, Frequent Guest, called Bob and Tom. Hilarious. She's just been killing it, been killing the road. And then here comes Hollywood a knocking. And the first thing they tell you is, you got to find a writer. You got to, you know, and if you, you, we got to get you a writer. And they usually find some little white guy that don't know nothing about black comedy, don't know nothing <laughs> about black life. And like you said, like, but she had the strength to say no. She was yes. not so desperate 
that she was like, okay, you know, and then you, because what happens is you go and you pitch the idea. And so, you know, they're looking at her like, wait, what? You know, and so she knows herself. How did you know that you were so in tune to yourself to be able to make that no and not be afraid to say that no for the listeners? Well, for for me, I knew what I was talking about with way funnier than they was trying to, these writers was trying to write. And I had one writer, she just took all my jokes. I'm like, I wouldn't say that corny crap. And you know, and then, you know, I'm like, I'm not saying this. I said, you can't be funnier than me. You, I, you can't because I know what funny is and I know how funny fits me. You know, we ain't out here writing for nobody else. We writing for me. So I know what I would say. Right. And so, you know, I just stood to my ground. Even after I got in the room, I had one white writer that went and told everybody I was homophobic. I said, how am I homophobic? When my daughter down here getting down in Atlanta, she's so gay. <laughs> me homophobic? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> they ended up putting me in therapy and everything. I don't need no therapy because you can't. I, I had to learn that you can't say you're horrible. You <laughs> Hollywood have a different language. Can we do better? Oh, you got to pick yourself up. Is there another joke in you? The hell with that. I'm like, you're horrible. And I got in trouble, but I stood my ground and I will always stand my ground. That's because right. in the end, in the end, all I got left is me because in the end, that's their show. That's Fox and BT Plus show. I, you know, I own a piece of it, but let's be honest, that's their show. I own mm -hmm. stand up. So if I don't if I don't take up and, and, and handle my business while I got that opportunity, I might not never have another opportunity. Definitely. It's Cafe Mocha on the line talking to Miss Pat about her Miss Pat show. Season three streaming on BET Plus, season two on BET Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So let's talk about season three that is currently on BET Plus. Uh, tell us uh, what can we expect? Oh, it's funny. I mean, it's it's a much lighter season because the first two seasons, it came out. We had cliffhangers. And it was really deep. We did an episode about my mama boyfriend molesting me. We oh. did an abortion episode. We did. If, if it happened to me, whether you want to hear it or not, I want to put it out there because there's so many people out there that have been voiceless for so long, especially women. You know, they when they when they talk about abortion, uh, they talk about having a gay child. They wanna they wanna make everybody comfortable. Well, when I did the episode about my gay daughter, I did it like a black parent. I don't know what the hell him, them, day and she and they is, but let me tell you this: I need to explain who you is today, and that's how I did the episode. Wow! Because you know we <laughs> when they come up with all these new genders and stuff, I'm 50 years old. That stuff is confusing. And if it was confusing to me, I know it was confusing to other people. The first time I heard it, I asked my daughter, why are you Neutrogena? Well, I had never heard of Neutrogena or whatever they call it. And and it resonated with people. That's it. That's the whole point is 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 being able to resonate and take something and so that people can understand. Because a lot of people don't, everybody's so busy being PC, you know, politically correct, that they don't understand. People actually don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and people people want to have a real conversation. If you yeah. got to walk in, if I got to be around you and you you so holy that I, oh, I got you cuss. Well, go about your business because I'm going to go over here at Chick-fil-A and cuss where the real Christians hang out at. <laughs> oh, God. So what, um, let's talk about some of your cast uh, members. You're the star, but you also have Tammy Roman as your sister. Can you talk about some of the uh, cast? 
Tammy, Tammy Roman is my sister. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't know who Tammy Roman was. I've told this story a hundred times. When they brought her on and then I realized she was a reality star, I said, no. They was like, just let the girl audition. I'm telling you, she can act. She walked in that room, auditioned, and walked out of that room with that character. Nice. I mean, couldn't have picked a, couldn't have picked a better person. Um, Javon Callaway is from theaters. Uh, never heard of him. Honestly, the 23-year-old who I created the show with, Jordan E. Cooper, he had already had Tammy and, and Javon Callaway in mind when I met him. So he had already brought them to the table. And then we just found the uh, the kids. The only kid I cast was the kid, Junebug, because that's, that's my favorite kid in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, it. Mama, mama's be talking about, oh, I ain't got no favorite kid. You a lie. It's one of them kids you cannot stand, but you still love. <laughs> and one of them kids that you love unconditionally is a good child. That's for me, is my child, Junebug. Everybody else can go halfway to hell. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Pat, are you still doing your podcast? Do you have time? Yeah, I'm still. It's not. A, I'm still doing it. I'm sitting outside of my house now. I just built a podcast studio for it. But yeah, I'm still doing it. Okay, it's called the Pat. And I'm Dow. doing DIY. I'm I'm building my own house. I'm the contractor. It's running me crazy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, he's probably, don't don't curse about Miss Pat. <laughs> I love this. Uh, I've already customized it. Sued a few people too. I don't know why they be trying to play with me. Uh, Cause I'm a girl. They think I'd be like, uh, TikTok said that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> As we go, Miss Pat, what is it that you want people to to know about you and to understand about Miss Pat? I just want people to be able to, you know, I'll tell people this every night. Just be it. I just want, if you don't take nothing from me, learn how to take that pain that, that you live with and learn how to find a way to laugh at it so you got control of your life. You're never going to have control of your life when you're dwelling on stuff you cannot change. You cannot, you, I don't cry. I, it takes, a, if I cry, I got to pop you in your mouth. But mm. I've just learned over the years let it go. If you can't change it, we can't change yesterday. Mm-hmm. So true. why keep living in yesterday? That's and I just, and I tell people that each and every time, learn how to just laugh at it so you can have control. It's a funny joke in it. And everything that you go through in life, it's a small, funny bit somewhere in there. If you stop crying and pay attention, you'd be surprised how much you'll laugh. Well, you're definitely making us laugh, Miss Pat. Yes. And I want everybody to check her out. The Miss Pat Show, Season 3, streaming on BET Plus, And Season 2 is on BET Wednesdays at 10 p.m. It's always a pleasure. You got to come back, sis. I love you so much. And keep making the people laugh. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Thank you so much, Miss Pat. Can't wait to catch your show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. You can catch the full conversation with comedian Miss Pat on the podcast just go to wherever you listen to podcasts type in cafe mocha radio or go to mocha podcast network.com mocha podcast network.com big daddy canes up next on cafe mocha we're at cafe mocha radio announcing the mocha podcast network an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. 
shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, Angelique, Lonnie Love. And we have the honor of speaking to one of the greatest MCs of hip hop. Yes. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Big Daddy came. <laughs> hey, what's happening? Oh, July 21st, you'll be at Radio City Music Hall for Pass the Mic. Hip hop is turning 50 years this year. You know, Big Daddy Kane, when you first started out, did you see rap becoming the massive industry that it has become? Yeah, I mean, um, I actually did, you know, because the bad rap that rap was taken was pretty much the same as rock and roll did in the 50s. And you saw what became of that. So I felt that the same thing was happening, you know, rebellious style of music that an older generation couldn't really adapt to was you know coming into formation and i think that's pretty much what's happening what i didn't realize was that um the effect that hip-hop would have on other music genres mm. right. now all of a sudden you know um country music rock pop mm-hmm. the blues they feel like they need to incorporate hip-hop in their genre that's crazy to me i hear some some uh country music that sounds like it could be a drake song <laughs> right uh, Man, yeah you yeah, it's it's bananas, you know. I mean, and, um, Taylor Swift, you know, like you know, like moving like a thug and stuff, and it's yeah, it's it's bananas to see what's happening. But I love it. I mean, you know, the, the way hip hop has influenced every part of the culture, from the way we dress to the music. You know, let's go back um, when you first started. It's like. You know, how did you develop your style and what was and what gave you your influences when you first started? Uh, well, when I first started, uh, you know, I pretty much only heard other MCs around Brooklyn. And um, I, um, you know, I was really just writing battle rhymes to go and compete against other rappers. But the thing that changed my life was when I heard Bandmaster Kaz from the Cold Crush Brothers. First time I heard him rhyme, I was like, oh, this dude is phenomenal. And he talking that stuff they talk inside the barbershop in the pool hall. 
So I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I really need to study this dude. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo on the line. Big Daddy Kane, we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. He'll be on Past the Mic July 21st at Radio City Music Hall. Let's talk about it. How excited are you? Because I know I love watching it. Oh my you know, gosh. BET, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a great yes. idea, but to do this live, how exciting is that? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, to share the stage with so, so, so many different artists. Um, you know, lots of times you go on tour and you share the stage with anywhere from like five to eight different artists. But I mean, I think this is going to be like a whole enormous amount of talent all on one stage at one night. And to think that, you know, this is the same place that... um wouldn't let Roy Jones walk through the ring walk with the Rockettes because mm. he had meth and red man. And now they embracing hip hop now. Mm-hmm. You know? wow. it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So have you been practicing any new steps? I mean, I know everybody <laughs> knows for you, you for your smooth, uh, you know, style, your smooth flow uh, and the dance. Are you practicing anything or have, you know, are, are you just how, what, what's your preparation for this show? You know, honestly, if I thought that I could get away with the, the with the five inch heels, I'd do that drop to the floor like you be doing. <laughs> five inch? What you talking about? She be wearing biscuit heels. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, whatever the five six, whatever those those big heels is, when she be dropping to the floor, you know, I'll be like, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! You know, they damn sure can't play with your yo-yo. Go ahead. <laughs> that, 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 that's right. Well, okay. we are so excited because hip hop, like you said, I mean, you know, some arguably say that it's more than fifty years of hip hop, but the fact that we get a chance to celebrate fifty years of hip hop, I mean, Radio City Music Hall, I mean, just the fan base it has not stop you are consistently working how does it feel to just be a legend in a game that you've helped pay the way for i mean it's 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 a blessing you know i mean you know it used to be like you know shocking you know to come outside and hear people screaming ah big daddy can't be gay but i mean 30 plus years later to have someone say man your music got me through college Mm-hmm. Your music got me through Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. You know, your music got me through um, a, a rough breakup. I mean, I think that that's that's what makes it important. That's what really, really counts. You did. What? What? How did you come up with the name Big Daddy Kane? I mean, it came from two different things. Um, the Kane part was um, <laughs> the old the old TV show um, Kung Fu with David Carradine. Like when I was a little kid, you know, we'd be outside playing Red Light Green Light or. Yeah. Um, um, Red Rover, Red Rover, and you know when it's time when a karate kung fu theater or uh, that TV show kung fu come on, you know I'm out the game. I'm going to watch TV. Cause I was just a big you know martial arts buff. Mm-hmm. And then Big Daddy just was part of the cane part. Um, we'll um, um, that the, the Big Daddy part actually come from um, uh, a character Vincent Price played in one of those beach party movies with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. But I mean, we'll go d- deep into detail that when this airs on your YouTube channel. Got it. This is, you know. 
Rolling, Rolling Stone ranked your song Ain't No Half Step in number 25 on the list of the 50 greatest hip hop songs of all time, calling you a master wordsmith. This is not to be taken lightly. I mean, you are historic when we say 50 years of hip hop and you are part of that. And I know that you say you feel that you are blessed. But I want to get nosy. When did you get your first big check and what you spent on it? <laughs> and I don't even remember. Um, probably a car. I, I can't even. Or I can't remember at this point. Probably a car. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Now you know it was like Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh, Rakim, Slick Rick. I mean, it's like, and you all are still doing it to this day. But at, back in that time, I mean. Did you guys work together? Was it friendly competition? Like, what was the energy like, Big Daddy? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like I was saying earlier, we all, you know, shared a stage. It would be anywhere from like five to six, I mean, five to eight different artists, you know, on on the same tour. Um, and you know that it wasn't always just you know just East Coast artists. You know, um, I remember um, Easy E opening up the um, Bring the Noise tour for Public Enemy. I remember N.W.A. being on L.L. tour. So, I mean, it was on um, Ghetto Boys at a lot of dates, you know. So, I mean, it was all across the board with, um, you know, so many different amazing artists. And we all, well, the thing I like is we all had our own unique style. No one really sound the same. Everybody mm-hmm. had their unique style and their own thing. What you think about the rap today? <laughs> well, you know, um, right now, um, hip-hop is, you know, rap is, rap is a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say hip-hop. Rap is a corporate thing. And, you know... But like any corporation, you know, what happens is, you know, um, quantity comes in and quality goes out because of the need for mass production. And, you know, that's what that's what it is, you know, you know, big business. And I think that there, even though, you know, um, there's an algorithm to this that, you know, it seems that everyone is sticking to and it hasn't changed. I do believe that there's some amazing amazing talent out there shout out to j cole shout out to kendrick shout out to lady london shout out to rhapsody shout out to benny the butcher conway the machine a lot of amazing talent out there. pass the mic live is in new york july 21st dougie fresh rock kim slick rick tons of other hip-hop legends it's at radio city music hall this is cafe mocha here's your dose of espresso Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso. Mississippi police just released the body cam footage of Keith Muriel getting tased 52 times over 16 minutes. The cops joked about it afterwards. I'm trying to figure out who called saying, oh, y'all done tased this man about four, four five oh, times. This one of y'all knows it. Them called and said we tased hey, 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 the, the officers involved have been charged. Meanwhile, in Asheville, North Carolina, the Devon Whitmire tape is going viral. Cops didn't even give him a chance to put his hands behind his back. This has happened in Asheville before. The brutality from the police, the violence from the police has happened before. And what I think as a community, it is is imperative that we say something now. And in theaters, the new Spider-Man cartoon across the Spider-Verse. And in this universe, Spidey is black. Daniel Kaluuya has a spider uh, person in this movie called Spider Punk, and when mm-hmm. when that character hits the screen, it's like it almost looks real. Like it's mm-hmm. it's freaky. It's freaky. That's the espresso. 
It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Big Daddy Kane, Pastor Mike, July 21st, Radio City Music Hall. The one-night event will feature 25 hip-hop icons, including Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh, Rakim, Slick Rick, many others. Now, you recently did an episode of The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Let's talk about uh, shooting The Equalizer and how exciting was that? Well, it was so much fun. Because my very first tour, like the very first tour that I headlined back in um, 1990, I believe, 90 or 91, I can't remember. But um, Queen Latifah was one of the artists that I took on it. Took Queen Latifah, um, Digital Underground, Third Base, and MC Light. Um, And like to see where she has elevated and what she's done with her career, I'm just so proud of that sister. Mm -hmm. So, so proud of her. So to um, like be there in the episode and I'm just looking at her like, you know, like, wow, <laughs> look at what, what she's doing, you know, and, and now, now, now I'm working for her. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is so dope. It's so dope and beautiful. And I'm just so, so proud of her. And um, I appreciate, you know, her, um, I appreciate them, you know, um, giving me that particular role because, you know, I, I, I hate when people call and ask me to play a rapper or something like that. I've turned down so many roles like that. So to actually play um, the head of a motorcycle gang, I thought was amusing and um, something different. And I, and I, I really, you know, enjoy doing it. Well, will your character be coming back? Will we see him again? Well, hopefully. I didn't tell you what you asked me in the beginning, so hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. July 21st, Big Daddy Kane and 24 other hip-hop icons hit Radio City Music Hall to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the birth of hip hop is going to be past the mic live at Radio City Music Hall. Make sure you check it out. It's Cafe Mocha. You uh, <laughs> also have a starring role in uh, Bad Dad Rehab back in 2021. Talk about that experience. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, shout out to Blue Kimball and everyone from the cast. Um, Diane Love, you know, they were so amazing, so down to earth. Everybody was operating like family. Um, you know, it, it was just amazing. And once again, you know, one of those roles where you don't expect to see Big Daddy Kane playing, you know, the um, the deadbeat dad just trying to reconnect with my daughter that I didn't want to have nothing to do with. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that it was a, a great role to take on. And I, I hope I did a good job with it. I hope people were satisfied. You were. How do you want to be remembered, Big Daddy Kane? I mean, honestly, I just hope that um, something I've done in my lifetime have touched your life in a positive way. You know, just something I've done have touched you in a positive way to, um, I don't know, whether it be just, you know, motivate you to be a better person or motivate you to do more with your life, you know, whatever the case may be, but just something where I, I've affected you in a positive way. That's all I really can hope for. Well, you affected me because when you made, I go to work, I was going to work. I was exercising. <laughs> it motivated me. Uh, <laughs> when I was in college at Freaknik. <laughs> Thank you. I'm probably going to be on the, <laughs> on the documentary you, you because be of you. Yeah, because of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Big Daddy K. <laughs> Okay. Well, I I gotta get you. I gotta get you one of the get the job done workout shirts. I gotta get you one. <laughs> Definitely. How can we keep up with you and and and, and merchandise and everything? How can we keep up with you? 
Um, well, I'm um, official Big Daddy Kane across the board. That's um, my Twitter been hacked, so um, I'm not even on that anymore. Okay. But um, Instagram, TikTok, official Big Daddy Kane. If you're looking for the tour schedules, you can find that at BigDaddyKane.com. And you can find him July 21st at the Radio City Music Hall on Pastor Mike, Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy. Here. Oh, we love you so much. Happy 50 years of hip hop and keep doing it, brother. We love you. Yes, we love you. So you're right. Y'all enjoy your rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. If you miss any part of the show or you want the extended full conversation, just subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to mochapodcastnetwork.com. That's mochapodcastnetwork.com. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.